Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, we're back, dude. What's going on? How in the world are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, In a season of growth and in a season of trusting God. I feel like God told me a couple weeks ago, trust me, and that's what I've been trying to do. For the last two weeks ish, mm-hmm. two weeks tomorrow, um, just see what he's up to, see what he's doing. Uh, you're like, I'm gonna give it another three days, and then I am done with that. I'm done because uh, two weeks is a long time. Do dude, True. to trust anyone? Come patience. on, God, just kidding. Yeah, just ah uh, man, yeah. I, hey, how um, you been? How was your trip? I was really good. It was really good. Yeah, it. uh it's been a whirlwind, man, because I was working right up until we left for the trip. We went to Assateague Island, um, which is a state and national park. Um, and we camped uh, with our new camper, new to us. And, dude, it was really cool. At the last minute, somebody canceled their Oceanside campsite. So Jana switched us from from uh, Bayside to Oceanside, and it was super cool. Um there were like these little sand dunes right behind our campers, our camper. So the girls were just out there like playing in the sand, having a blast. It was kind of cold the first day. So that was a real like godsend because they had a blast regardless of whether we were actually on the beach or not. Um, ate some good uh, seafood, did all the things. So yeah, man, it was really cool. It's uh, I don't know about for you, but... For me, in like really busy seasons of work and life in general, it is like my temptation is always just like keep working, work more, do more to get it done. Um, but stepping away for a couple days of like more rested life and a real different change, uh, a different change of pace of life was actually really good. Like I needed it, needed it pretty badly. And it took me about a day to actually chill out and just be uh, not at work mode. Um, but it was really good, man. Yeah. What about you? How's your, how's your last week been? Uh, it's been good. It's been busy. Uh, lots of things going on. You know, our summer calendar at Hill City just kicked off. So, uh, lots of things happening there. Uh, trying to take on some cool new things with Hill City and the ministry team and getting them up to speed on some stuff. So some ownership pieces. So that's cool to see play itself out, but yeah, it's uh, it's busy. Uh, I need to get away. Um, I was yeah. just looking at my calendar of like, hey, when can this happen? We're not going camping until next month for the first time as a group, yeah. so that's kind of a pain. But uh, it's also a high of seventy for the next uh, like week and a half and rainy. So oh, probably not camping season anyways, or at least dude, fly to Pennsylvania and hang out by our pool. For a couple days, come this go. way. Find a cheap flight, get over here, hang out. You can do nothing. You could even stay in our camper if you don't want to see us. You could like <laughs> have your own little retreat. I'll set it up in the you back. Have like a built-in could... guest house. I That's really what you do. should call it. Yeah. The guest house. Yeah, the guest house. Like, honey, I'm gonna go clean the guest house. Give me a second. I'll be right back. Sound very bougie, dude. Uh, I know we talk about weather too much, but I have one thing that was like a total answer to prayer and it blew my mind. So I know the people listening can't see this, but 
Josh, do you see this picture where it's like Dang. clear blue skies right yeah. here in a crazy and storm? White sands. Yes, dude. All right, this was crazy, um, but true. So the weather like was looking worse and worse and worse right before our trip. And I'm trying to pray about big and small things because uh, normally I just pray about bigger things. Um, and I was like, God, would you just bless us and change the weather? Let it not be rainy and like raise the temperature by 10 degrees each day. Because it was supposed to be like 64 one day, 72 the next and like 74 the next. And dude, God literally like that picture I showed you was not just a moment uh, of blue skies and storm going on one side, but what you couldn't see was literally there was this massive storm that was happening on both sides of Assateague Island. Um, but over the whole campsite and the island that we were on, um, it was literally blue skies and sunshine, and it was much warmer than it was supposed to be. It was over 10 degrees warmer than it was supposed to be all of Wednesday and all of Thursday. There was like nice. literal constant storm raging around the sides of the island and blue skies where we were. And I had this crazy realization. You and I talked about like when you're, when you're, this was a couple episodes back, but when you're living in God's will, like when you're following his will and not your own and like doing so in obedience uh, and in discipleship to him, like it blesses the people around you. And it was this this really cool representation of like, I believe God directly answered our prayers, but in doing so, he blessed every person that was on that island in a really cool way and animal too. Like nobody wants to be rained on or like have a crappy cold day at the beach. And it was just like a small thing, but it was really cool because physically I could see like, no, there's a constant storm going around both sides of the island, but we literally have blue skies right above us and sunshine coming down. It was wild, man. So wanted to wanted to call that out. It was a really cool, that, uh, really cool thing. Yeah, that be that ends up being a great segue into what we're talking about today. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If if you haven't been following along or you just found us, uh, we've been talking through the Lord's Prayer. Um, so our mm-hmm. Father who art in heaven, hallowed be their na- by your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I skipped some things in there, but um, right. so we've been working through this. This is episode five, I believe. Uh, so definitely go back and, and take a listen. And the goal isn't just to pray better, right? The goal is to foster relationship with God. And um, he's given us a framework of the things that we should be praying for on a regular basis. So, you know, we talked about, um, you know, his will be done last episode and what does that look Mm -hmm. like and how do we come under it uh, and how do we live in the midst of it? Uh, And then we're going to keep going uh, similar to what Andrew was just talking about, but uh, versus today is give us our daily bread. Yes. Uh, hey, Andrew, does Jesus telling us just to ask for bread specifically? No. What does he mean? <laughs> Give us our bread. Uh, okay, funny segue. We we occasionally do like memory verses with our girls. And the one that man cannot live on bread alone, but every word breathed from the mouth of God. Um, that's a verse. I don't know the reference. I should. It seems like I need to practice more. But it is in the Bible. But our girls often will be like, 
man cannot live on bread alone or man cannot live on apples alone or bananas alone. They take it very seriously. And like, say, if you're only eating one food, like you can't live on just one food, um, <laughs> which is funny. But when I, when give us today our daily bread, this is like, dude, it's all about provision. And bread is like that thing, you know, that, that represents like you have something to eat, right? Um, in the same way, if you watch Survivor more than you should, like I do, rice is their thing. Like, give us today our daily rice. Give us something to put in our bellies, you know, like we're hungry. Um, but it's about provision and it's it's multi-layered, you know, because there's the there's the physical, like I need some food. Like I'm a creature that God designed to need to eat food every day. Sometimes I can fast and not eat food, but eventually I need food and fairly quickly I do. Um, cause that's how God designed our physical bodies. And, and this is, um, saying God, like give us our daily bread, give supply the needs we actually have provide for us in the way that we actually need to be provided for and not necessarily beyond it. Like God, just give us what we need today. Um, and, and we'll bless, we'll honor you for it. You know, like you don't have to give us way more, um, but, but bless us with the basic necessities. Um, I, before I send it back your way, I was reading through this this morning, um, the, the Lord's prayer and I went old school and I wrote it out. I wrote the Lord's prayer out and then I felt like God prompted me of like, Hey, there's something to do with Psalm 23 and what you're going to talk about. I don't know if there actually is, so I wrote that out too. But um, quick tip, if you ever want to help commit something to memory more, um, write it out too and listen to it and read it and say it. That helps a lot. So anyway, I want to read part of the Lord's Prayer real quick and then want to send it back your way for kind of first take on like give us today our daily bread. Um, You cool with that, my man? Yeah, sounds good. You're All right, so uh, here's how Psalm 23 goes. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me along paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Um, I'll just read this real fast and send it your way. Our Father in heaven, holy be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Um what does it spark in you, man? Like, what is what does that that line of this prayer spark in you? And did Psalm twenty three prompt anything in your mind as we went through that? Yeah, um, like this has been an area that God has been teaching me over the last few months. Like, what does what does His provision look like? Um, how do we get access to it? Uh, how do we align what we're asking for along with his will, uh, all those different things. So I don't know if any of my thoughts are going to make sense because I don't think I've come to any conclusions on any of this, but um, I think it all starts with this. Like 
our daily bread thing, I think it's John Calvin or one of those guys during that time um, was quoted of talking about this verse and um, oftentimes essentially the gist of the, the, the quote was, you know, oftentimes we think God is only in the big things, um, the big things of our life. God, what job do I take? Or God, should I yeah. marry this person? Or God, should I buy this house? Or mm-hmm. all these, all these, these massive decisions that we need to make, or even go more macro than even that of like what God is doing amongst the world, amongst your community, amongst your city, amongst your nation. Yeah. Um, but God is is not only interested in the small things of your life, right? The the small daily bread pieces, um, but He cares deeply about those things, um, and He's in the midst of all those things. So He wants to hear those prayers. He, he wants to, you know, uh, have conversations about those things with you, um, even if it's the small thing of like, you know, God, I have a busy schedule today, and um, what do I need to focus on, and what do I not need to focus on? Or God, uh, how do I make time? Um, for, you know, this thing, I feel like you're calling me to do what needs to get cut. Like even the smallest things like that, or, Hey God, like, I feel you're prompting me to go eat lunch at this place today. Should I do that? Um, like those little things, uh, of just, you know, following God's lead. Um, so I think that's the first thing is like, God cares about the little things and the big things he wants. He wants us to bring, you know, all those things to him and ask him for his daily bread. Uh, but I think also similar to the the verse you quoted early on was, mm-hmm. you know, when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, and we see this in Matthew and Luke. I think I don't I don't think any of the other gospels cover the temptation. I don't remember, um, but we we see Jesus being tempted, and uh, in Matthew, I'll just pull it up. It's the beginning of Matthew, uh, not Matthew three, Matthew four. Um, Oh, first one, Matthew four. Uh, then Jesus was led into the, uh, by the spirit. Uh, this is God's spirit, the Holy spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. I bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread, mm-hmm. which is funny uh, because water came from stone. Uh, if you remember totally. the times of, of, Israel going through the wilderness, mm-hmm. um, but tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered him, it is written. And he quotes, uh, here, uh, he's quoting Deuteronomy. Uh, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but every word mm-hmm. that comes from the mouth of God. Uh, and I think there's this level of, um, dependence, uh, that God is wanting us to create in our relationship with him. Um, that really just comes from like his provision. Maybe it's not the physical provision of, of what we're asking for though. Like, don't get me wrong. Our daily bed involves physical provision. Um, but it also involves the spiritual side of things. Like what, mm-hmm. what, what do you need for that day? How much peace do you need for that day? How much patience do you need for that day? How much, um, self-control do you need for that day? Right. Fruits of the spirit. Yeah. Um, uh, to get you through that day, to be successful in, in living life as God has called you to live it. Uh, but also to see the kingdom expand and, and to flourish uh, because of it. Um, so I think there's that piece as well that, that we have to remember that, yeah, sure, food's important to, to mankind, right? We need food. Uh, we need water. Uh, these things, you know, we need to sustain us. And we need other provisions in life, a shelter and, um, you know, hopefully a, a good paying job or at least some form yep. of, of um, ways to take care of yourself. Um but even in the midst of that, like there's the spiritual side of things that I think God is, is really leaning to. And I think that's what uh, Psalm 23 uh, really digs into, right? Like it's not yeah. necessarily, you know, 
you know, Psalm 23 was probably written. I'm trying to remember. Um, I wonder if we could just look it up really quick. When it was definitely did David, written by David. <clears throat> when did David write Psalm? I, I'm curious to know just because like David had some, had some pretty tumultuous times in his life. Yeah, he did. Um, mm-hmm. I'll try to keep talking and also write at the same time. <laughs> Uh, no, I get that. I'm just wanting you, you to continue with your thoughts. So I'm not really saying much, but stalling just a little. No, you're good. Um, but even in the midst of that, like, who knows what terminal was going on in David's life? Remember, David, you know, killed uh, mm-hmm. uh, a man over an affair. Uh, remember, David uh, allowed some horrific things to happen in his household that he didn't deal with, eventually led to his demise. Uh, and, you know, uh, uh, turmoil in his kingdom, um, all those different mm-hmm. things. So there's, there's plenty of times. And here's this moment that he's saying, you know, uh, guides me, uh, he guides me along the right path for my name's sake, even though I walked through the darkest of valleys. It was 23, right? You read? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I lack nothing. The Lord is my shepherd. Um, the cool thing about this verse is, uh, where is it? Uh, verse five, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Yeah. Which is always a mm-hmm. mind boggling statement to me. Like, it's not like God removes you and separates you from the life and the struggle of what's going on. But in the midst of all of that, we can find this place that he describes, um, this place of peace, this place of uh, safety, uh, this place of comfort, um, this place of direction, encouragement, uh, conviction, all those things that, that do good things for our souls. Um, and this is where we get to find these places. So I think there's, there's that piece of it as well as, as we're talking with God, it's, it's not just the things that you need. I I think those are the easy things to talk about, right? Like, God, I I don't know how I'm going to pay this bill or, uh, God, I don't know what decision to make. And in this area, I need you to intervene or God, uh, work is extremely difficult and, and, and stressful. And I don't know how to overcome it or God, my marriage is, is crumbling before me and I don't know how Mm. to fix it. Right. It, it could be any of those things as well, but I, I think there's this other side that's important as well of like, God, teach me how to just, just lay in those green pastures with you. Like teach yeah. me how to, to calm my soul, my soul with you, not do it on my own, not do it with my own power, but with you. Uh, I think that's, and then the third thing is, is like, we've got to be able to create dependence on God. Um, like as Americans, we can survive on our own. We don't really need God to survive in this world and even be successful in this world, um, which is sad, but it is it is the state that it's in. Like, we're the rich young ruler, uh, if you go through that story. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, God tells Paul, like, in the midst of your weakness, my power is shown. So there's, there's that piece of this as well of, like, um, where are you creating dependence? So when you're praying, God, give me my daily bread, it's daily bread you genuinely need or you're not going to make it. Right. Like, how are you creating those types of things in your life um, that creates a dependence on God, which increased trust and faith, those things that you need to dream bigger dreams, um, to see God, you know, fulfill those greater, greater things like faith is the currency of the kingdom. Um, so I think I think those are my big three. God cares about the little things. <clears throat> Don't forget about yeah. the spiritual things, not just the physical things. And where are we creating dependence so we can actually pray this prayer and mean it? Totally. Yeah, man. And just to add to that, like, as you, so the Lord's Prayer, that version I read, it's in Matthew and it's also in Luke, but I was reading out of Matthew 6. And 
if you go down the rest of Matthew 6, you know, obviously the Bible initially didn't have like the, the headings of what is this about, but the next thing Jesus talks about is fasting. And then below that, he talks about putting your treasure in heaven, like working towards that and not working for material uh, wealth in this world. Um, then he goes right into don't worry, like don't be anxious about things. And I want to read just a snippet. I've I've said this a lot of times on our podcast, but with a hundred plus hours of talking, like man, the the same things are going to come up a few times. So. <laughs> Uh, starting in verse 25, uh, Jesus says this part of the Sermon on the Mount. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life. And then he goes on to reinforce that about the flowers in the field. And man, it's, uh, it's like we, I have a tendency to think sometimes like, yeah, I have a great job. Um, we have more than enough. I have a full freezer. We have plenty. I have, you know, uh, I live in an area where lots of food is grown we're good to go, you know, and I, I quickly, like you said, can take God out of the equation of provision in my life for physical needs like food and clothes, you know, but at the same time, when I do that, uh, I have way more worry about physical provisions of like food, clothes, home, shelter, cars, all the things that like we just need in life. We need a way to get around. We need a way to eat. We need we need these things, right? But when I take God out of the equation and put myself on the driver's seat um, of saying like, nope, I'm providing through my great job for our family's needs. Like when I have that mindset, I'm way quicker to worry about things that are physical needs. When I, when I can actually take myself out of that and mentally say like, no, God provides for our family and he does that through my job right now. He could do it in any way he wanted to for for physical needs like shelter, transportation, food, that basic stuff we need. Um, but dude, the more I can shift my, my own mindset and say like, nope, God, like the way you're meeting these physical needs is through this job. It's important to work. You, you've given me the chance to do that. And it, and it meets our needs. Like, thank you for that. Um, provide tomorrow. Like, give us this day our daily bread. Um, it's a humble prayer, especially when we in this context have more than we need to meet our daily needs. You know, you and I, we pay a mortgage for 30 days at a time. We, we stock up once a week or once every couple weeks at the grocery and uh, get way more than we need for our daily needs. You know, we probably both waste more food than we should. We probably both waste more clothes and things than we should. But you know what? Like God, God is the one who provides for our daily needs. He is the one who gives us our daily bread. And man, I'll tell you what, when you're, when you're hungry, which you and I, I know both fast, um, fairly frequently when you're hungry, it's hard to think about anything but your daily bread. 
whether that might be rice or pasta or sausage or whatever you're hungry for, it's hard to not think about just, man, I just need a meal. Like, I, I God, would you just let me eat? Could I break this fast and stop doing it and just eat early because I am hungry? You know, like that's that's where my mind goes when I'm physically hungry. But when I'm full, my mind goes other places. God, would you help heal these relationships in my life? Would you grow new friendships in my life? Would you give me wisdom to be a better dad? Would you give me patience to be a loving father, even when our kids are being nuts? You know, like my mind goes to those places when I actually have my daily bread in my belly. Uh, And I don't know, man, like the reliance on God is something that I don't know. It's It's a blessing and a curse in our context with good jobs and a steady place to live and and so many of our basic needs well beyond met. Um, The blessing is that we don't have to worry about those things. And the curse is that uh, where we can be really quick to just get prideful and say, like, I don't really need God to, to meet those daily needs. Like, I got a good job to do that. I'm good. I can do it myself, you know? And it's one way that we can take ourselves far from the intent of how Jesus taught us to pray here and can actually just put ourselves right on the throne of our own lives and say like, nope, I'm doing it. I'm pretty good at providing. I'm uh, I'm pretty smart, pretty talented, got all these skills. Like, I don't really need to pray that part of the prayer or think about that part very often because I've got it, you know? <laughs> but uh, But I think we're only blessed when we actually live in a humble place of acknowledging, like God, all that you provide in our lives, um, it comes from you. And you might express that through a job that you gave me the talents to have and to do well, but it's all you, man. Like God, God, you provide for my daily bread and you do that through things that you gave me to steward. So, um, yeah, man. I think I said the same thing a few times, but uh, it's it's just really important to have the the humility and and the recognition that like the things provided in our lives are from God. You know, they're not they're not because we're so smart or talented or whatever and just earn it ourselves. It's because God equipped us to do those things and gives us provision through those gifts. Um, so it's a mental shift, I think, for me. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I just think like <clears throat> so often uh, I think there's there's things I think pride gets away pride gets in the way often for us of asking God for things that we need. Um we don't think it's big enough or we think it's too big or we think um you know God doesn't want to do that for you or you know all those different things or it seems like too big of a dream to come to you know fruition. Um, and I, I just think like, you know, if you keep going, you know, um, in the sermon on the mound as, as Andrew, uh, just read like, um, Matthew seven, Jesus says like, ask and it'll be given to you. Seek and you will find knock and the door will be open to you for everyone who asks receives and anyone who seeks finds anyone who knocks the door will be opened. Um, which of you, if, a, if, you know, your son asks for bread, will give him a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a snake. If you then, though you are evil, 
know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what do you have them do to you. And this sums up all the law and the prophets. Um, and, and I think this is just a great reminder of like, there's oftentimes you're probably not receiving because you're not asking. Um, and, you know, James warns us, don't get me wrong. Like you could be asking for the wrong things. You could be asking in selfish motives and those types of things. I mean, and God's still giving you good gifts because he's not giving you that that may cause destruction in your life. Um, he's giving you um, the, the blessing uh, of not having that um, and giving you other things. Um, but I think so often too, like there's a character development that he's doing on you and, and there's a, a faith development that he's brewing and increasing in you in the midst of your asking. Um, so you may be asking for something that, um, uh, you may be asking for a long time and that's okay. Um, yeah. like there, there's faith being developed in your perseverance to ask him. Um, Jesus tells a story. I don't, I don't know which gospel, probably Luke, I would assume. Um, cause I feel like I read it recently and I'm in the book of Luke right now, but, um, there's a story that Jesus tells. He's like, you know, say there's this un, un, uh, just judge. Um, and this judge, uh, and this widow goes to this judge and asks for justice over and over again. And the judge just ignores mm-hmm. her. Um, but uh, she keeps persisting and she keeps asking mm-hmm. um, to the point where it just annoys him. So he does it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he turns the tables as you know, Jesus does and says, you know, how much more, right. Is your, is your father in heaven going to bring justice better than this man? Um, so yeah. like, be persistent in those prayers. God wants us mm. to be persistent in those prayers. I don't know what, you know, what work that does, right? Like you're like, well, God knows everything and he does. But there's something in our souls that happens when when we ask for those things over and over again on a regular basis, um, even things that feel silly or things that feel you know out of reach. Um, but you felt like God's asking you to ask it, so you ask it. Or even in the small things of, you know, God, I just need to know what job to take, or God, I need you to provide for this 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 piece of my life, or whatever that happens to be. Yeah. Or God, I need just the emotional bandwidth to be able to handle. Um, you know, this next season or, you know, there, there's so many different things that we could be asking God for. And I think all too often, um, you know, we, we limit what we ask God for because we think it's too small. We think it's too big. We think it's too stupid. We think it's too whatever. Well, you, you fill in the blank. Um, and oftentimes that's our pride, right? Our pride getting on the way of like, that's just not how God works or, Hey, God's not going to do this for me. Mm-hmm. Sure. I believe God could do it, but he's not doing it for me. Um, you know, we get into those crazy worlds that, that we start to live in. So uh, I just like, Ask, ask the craziest dreams to God. Like God's going to direct you. He's going to guide you. He's going to be like, Hey, this isn't like, I'm not answering this one for you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I want you to ask this. I want you to ask this instead. Or it's, Hey, I don't want, um, uh, I want you to be praying through these things and asking for these things instead. Or, um, you know, variety of, of different redirections that God can do for you. Or you can sit in the midst of whatever that prayer is for a while and see what God does as well. Um, you know, especially if it's like involving people, say you have a wayward son or a wayward daughter and, um, you want them to come back, not just to, to faith, but to relationship and, um, all those different things, like being praying for them on a regular basis, the Holy spirit is, is powerful in what he can do, um, to change the hearts of those around him, uh, around us. So I, I think, Hey, pray with persistence. Um, pray for the big things and the little things. Um, find yeah. ways to pray for things that are re- required dependence on God um, yep. so he can genuinely be your daily bread, right? It's easier for a rich man to enter the eye of a needle or to enter. It's 
easier for the, for them to enter the eye of a needle or Campbell to enter the eye of a needle than for rich man to enter the kingdom of God. We got that one out. It's still early. Folks. That's right. That's right. Uh, but in the midst of that, like you're going to have to do a lot of work because I don't, I don't care how little your bank account has money in it right now. You are yep. extremely wealthy compared to the rest of the world. Um, yep. and you know, what, uh, what you have, uh, you can survive off of most likely. And maybe it's not to the standard of living that you want, but you mm-hmm. can survive. Um, so we have to look for ways and do the hard work to find those opportunities to create dependence and, and let this prayer be the driving force mm-hmm. for that dependence. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, Andrew, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, man, I'd, we always try to get practical, you know, and like, you, I know you were going there of like pray independence and ask God for things. And like my, my personal temptation is always like, I'm just going to pray for the really big things. Um, and man, like that's super important, but, but something I'm trying to practice in my life is praying for the small things <laughs> like mm-hmm. and and praying specifics too so that you can see when God answers you know that weather thing like it would not have been the end of the world if we had terrible weather for 3 days when camping you know and hey we could have packed it in after a day and driven home it was only 3 hours away not a big deal in the scheme of things you know but like i actually I care about it and like it's it's a small thing to God for us to ask and he could say no. He could have a reason to have bad weather and lots of rain on that island that you know is more important than me having sunshine and better temperatures. Like it really is a very small thing. Um but I'm like I personally care about this a lot and and it would be a huge gift to our family if God answered this prayer. So as silly as it sounds, I'm going to ask God to like change the temperature and give us sunshine and let it be more enjoyable as a retreat um, for a couple days. And he did. And he very could easily could have just not. And he could have made the weather colder and more rainy and been like, Andrew, that's not what I'm doing. Like there's other things that are more important than than what you're asking for in this. And I would have just had to say like, all right, your will be done. Like you're good. Like I'm sure you did that for a reason. But I'm trying to build a muscle of praying about the small things because I think like doing that for me at least is something that's going to strengthen my faith more and more so that when the big things come, I can pray more in confidence and say like, God, thank you for our daily bread today. Would you meet these needs that are maybe not for today? Maybe they're they're for big things months from now, but would you meet those needs? Because man... It's hard for me to not worry about them, but I know you can provide an answer to them, you know? Um, but I think like like anything, right? Like in physical life, if you're going to try to get in shape, like you don't go in and hit the gym for four hours a day and bench press 500 pounds at a time. Like you ever want to bench press 500 pounds, then you better start small and you better start real intentional. You know, like the way our physical muscles grow is over time, through repetition, through more and more resistance as you go. I'm obviously not a huge weightlifter. I know people can't see me, but pretty normal size guy, you know, but, uh, but I'm just saying like we, we grow 
physically in a similar way that we grow spiritually, which is slow and over time and through repetition. We don't suddenly just um, one day, at least I don't suddenly just wake up and have the faith of a giant who can pray and Mm -hmm. literally move a physical mountain or literally stop a storm in the moment it can or literally walk on water like Jesus did and Peter did. Like, I don't think I have anywhere near that level of faith yet, but I think the only way that I ever could get close to having faith the size of a mustard seed to ask God to do things that seem totally impossible is through a lot of repetition, through the small, the mid, and the big things, you know, the, the mid-sized and the big things. I mm-hmm. and, and like, man, it's all about relationship and repetition. And if we can stay humble enough to thank God for the daily provision he gave us and also ask him to provide for the things that we can't provide ourselves, not just a really fancy loaf of bread, you know, but mm-hmm. but maybe healing those relationships or doing things that are far outside of our control, like a wayward son or daughter, or giving guidance for what we should do in our future, or providing a job when we've just lost hours, or whatever that thing might be that feels like, I actually can't do this. I think the way we get there and pray in faith is probably... At least the way I'm getting there and praying in faith is by trying to build a muscle of like, I'm just going to pray about the small things that I care about, and I'm going to ask in faith for things. And then when the bigger things come, I'm going to pray about those too. But it's only because I've been doing the repetition and the small things that I feel equipped for the bigger things. So um, that's my practical advice and kind of challenge is like, man, when there are tiny things in your life over the next week that you're like, this almost feels like silly or below God to pray about, like, no, if it matters deeply to you, pray about it and ask boldly, like, God, would you do this thing? Like, you're still good and you're still God, whether you do or not. And I'm going to follow you either way. But here's something I care about. And like, could you provide this? Could you change this? Could you do this? Could you give me discernment for this thing? Like, God wants us to ask and wants us to spend time with them. And and praying about the small things is one way we can do that consistently each day, you know, for our daily bread, for the daily provision that we might be seeking from God. Yeah. And as you were talking, I just, I just had this thought, you know, popping in my head, like, um, you know, he's, he's the good father. Right. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think it's helpful and humbling. And I think this, this humble part is important. Um, to place yourself as the child, right? So remember mm-hmm. back when you were a kid with your dad and you would have to ask for things to be able to get them because you couldn't provide for yourself, right? It, it's that type of mindset that you want to create. It's that type of environment that you want to create of like, um, I'm asking my father for something. So if you had a great relationship with your dad and he was a great provider and those types of things, like lean into that. If you didn't, um, my guess is you could do a little bit of imagination and work and figure out what that may look like uh, in a healthy way. And if not, you can always ask a friend that, that maybe did have that experience and they can explain it to you. Um, but I, I think that's that piece of like, you know, coming under the provision of, of, you know, our heavenly father, um, and trusting him that he has my best interest at heart. Um, but asking him for as a, like a child would for silly things and for important things and for big things and for little things. And, um, because that's, that's what kids do. 
Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's, you know, the faith that we're supposed to have, right? Like there's a naivete that Jesus wants us to have that is found in the faith of a child. And that's where we're going to see the, the big and, and, and massive things done by God. Um, when we carry that type of faith, you know, the mountains will move, um, when we carry that type of faith, that's all it takes. Um, so I, I think, I think that's a good piece of like, can you put yourself in that position in your mind? So when you're bringing things to God, you're taking that, that, um, you're taking on that persona or that, uh, uh, environment or that belief, whatever the word, yeah. the proper word mm-hmm. would be. Um, so Roll. lean into it from that perspective and ask yeah. God for big things, little things, crazy things, simple things, yep. um, and, and develop this in your life to make sure this isn't the only part, right? This is the only part of the, this isn't the only part of the Lord's prayer. Lord's prayer is much bigger than this. We're going to get into sin right after this and forgiveness right after that. Um, so like there's other elements, like don't let your prayer life just be asking God for things. Right. Um, it should be a, a give and take back and forth conversation. Um, but also other things of putting God on his throne in his proper place and, uh, making sure that, uh, we're praying for his will to be done in this life. Um, notice that we pray for his will before we pray for our, our needs. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's an important perspective, uh, to take on, but that that's my final thoughts, Andrew, any, anything else before we bring this episode of the Lord's prayer to a close? Yeah, man, I guess just the last thing for me is that I was having a conversation with somebody recently, a really awesome conversation. And they were talking about how in prayer, they, they personally feel weird asking God for small things like, and they not even weird. They feel like this is too small for God to care about. It's too petty for God to care about. And they also can go quickly to like, no, like I'm a well provided for American. There are people in this world who literally are starving and need daily bread. Why on the earth? Why in the world would God care about my prayer for good weather while camping, you know, or whatever that level of things are to them. And I got to tell you, like, it's easy to, to get in that mindset, but, but it's more important to hang out in the mindset of like, no, God is a good father. God is in relationship with you, wants to hear from you, wants you to ask for the small things and big things, regardless of what's going on in other people's lives and is powerful enough to be listening to all the people for all the things at all the times. He's not just like, God's not sitting there doling out a hundred responses to prayer a day. Like he does not limited in power to say like, nope, sorry, like Josh is in way more need than Andrew on this thing. So I'm going to use up my power and stores of it to provide for Josh. And I'm going to neglect Andrew. Like, that's not the God we follow. He's not the God who is limited. He's not the God who is limited on power, limited on ability to focus on us personally. Like God is limitless in in his ability to be present in relationship and be powerful to respond to unique needs of each person that he loves and is listening to. You know, and it's it's actually like a lie in our own mind or own hearts or whatever to say like, now I shouldn't pray about that thing because it seems way smaller than um, the people in India who were in the huge train wreck three days ago. That just happened. Like hundreds of people died. And there's tons of people who are in the hospital recovering, grieving in this terrible train crash. But you know what? Like God hears their prayers. 
just as much as he hears ours, and he's just as capable in responding to theirs as he is ours. So, so ask, and don't feel bad about what you're asking for. And if it's a dumb thing to ask for, God's probably not going to give it to you. You know, he's he's probably not going to say yes if you're just like, you know, whatever the thing is, you know, like God, but God wants us to ask him for things. He wants us to seek his will in our life, and he wants to spend time with us. So, um, ask for your daily bread, whether that's physical food or some other type of provision in your life. Um, he wants that. And he is a good father who's ready and waiting to, to hear from you and answer your prayer. So, um, whether the answer is good in the way you expect good to be or good in another way that you don't want it to be, uh, when you ask, ask all the same. So that's all I got my friend, but, uh, that's a good word. next time we're going to talk about forgiven us our debts or sins as we have forgiven those with uh, our debtors uh, or those who have sinned against us. So that'll be pretty cool. But thanks for doing this, man. It's been awesome. For sure. Thanks for listening. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram. Or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.